Hello, friends. Welcome to Extra Tomorrows, where we explore ideas, attitudes, and perspectives to make your tomorrow extra. My guest for episode two is Grant Cunningham. We talk about his experience at the Antelope Island Buffalo Run, his crockpot method, being thankful for every step, seeking the why, and high fives. Enjoy. Grant Cunningham. Grant Cunningham, welcome. Yeah, with ends. <laughs> Cunningham. I think the first time I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah. How's it going, man? Good, good. Good. Had a good day. I found uh, $3 on the ground as I was walking over here. So Wow. If that's not a good omen, then I don't know what it is. That's how you ended up with this coffee, huh? Uh, no, that's <laughs> after the coffee. So, yeah, no, we broke even. Yeah, nice. Good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I don't know anything about you except for that, you know, you're very enthusiastic. Yeah. Uh, I saw on run sign up. I went on there, but, there, there was, you know, there's not a huge history there. Yeah, um, I didn't have a, I don't have a ton of um, ultra experience. I have a few marathons under my belt. Mm-hmm. Um, and this last July, I got thrown in um, very last minute to a Ragnar race. Um, and, I mean, the, the marathons were fun. I've run Seattle. I did Big Sur. Um, but even Ooh. in those environments, you're still kind of on a solo pursuit. Um, and with the Ragnar, which is a... In this case, the Northwest Passage, it's about 200 miles, and you're splitting it up with a team of 11 other people, 12, two vans. Um, And that was a chance for me to be with people in a race environment, and Mm -hmm. I just loved it. Like you said, I'm pretty enthusiastic. I'm usually known as um, the loud and obnoxious one on the trail um, come race time, and um, that is my role, and I fill it to the T. and then, like, just in the ultra world, people seem to be a lot more inclusive. Um, you know, everybody's in it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, like, marathons are that competitive unless you're at the front of the line. But, um, yeah, I just – I got sunk into it. I loved it. And that's where the challenge really started to be, like, okay, well, what more can I get from this? What more can I put into this? Um, and who can I do it with? And, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just – it's it's the the ultra stuff is newer, um, but it's like it's a game changer. It's it's like where all my energy needs to go because for you know all my life I've put it here, there, and where else, and usually that's just got me into trouble or <laughs> like um, less you know making less healthy decisions and being around people that um, I don't know just not 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 the best health minded people if you will um, mind body and soul kind of thing and so in this running community like everybody here is for wellness i went to a like a big i mean for the the running store i work at runner's edge there was a a store quote unquote party last night it was a going away party for the guy whose position i'm fulfilling um (laughs) and almost nobody was was drinking alcoholic beers you know like everybody's having the Mm -hmm. the athletics Mm -hmm. there and it was it was just kind of cool it's like no no every everybody here um in a really appropriate way lives for tomorrow as well. You know, you make the decisions today to be able to do what you want to do tomorrow. And like, we'll say in the last couple of years of my life, that's, that's a newer approach, uh, <laughs> you know, live for today and, and leave it all on the field and figure the rest out later. And it, it's just been, it's been a transformation. We'll mm-hmm. say, yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a, ah, it's a joy. Like at the end of the day, it's a joy. Like, I, I like to say, like, funners have all the run, and, mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. know, here we are. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but when you, before you did marathons, what, uh, and did you do, did you do any formal running like in school or anything like that? Or? Oh, no, no. I was a total dickhead in school. Like okay. I didn't do anything worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, just kind of out, like kind of expecting life to serve me most mm-hmm. of my life and not really seeing the value of effort of try. Um, and even those marathons were very few and far between. I'm not like a historical runner or in my life, like historical. Right. Um, it, it's come and gone. It's been an on and off relationship. Um, I, I, I lost like 50 pounds out of high school mm-hmm. to running. And that was, that was the first good thing it ever did for me. And I put that, um, I put that energy into the Big Sur Marathon and that was in 2011. Nice. That's um, beautiful. I want to do that one. It's unbelievable. There's yeah. like a pot of whales on the side of the, wow. you know, right off the coast. And you come over this bend and there's this guy on a grand piano, you know, with right. this huge PA system bellowing into the hillside while the sun's coming up. It's like, this is a dream. It was mm-hmm. unreal. Um, and then moved out right after that and put all that energy into partying. I had never, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd never been able to do that before. Um, and yeah. And it just, it like my kid, you not like the recovery right after the race. Like I never got back into running. It was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I moved out, started meeting people right away. And Boom, new focus, new thing, and left it behind. And then it, it just kind of has come back in and out a little bit here and there uh, over the decade. Um, but actually, like, I started um, therapy, like, early um, early last year, a little over a year ago. And my therapist was like, we need to find something to do with you. <laughs> you know, you, you're, you're bouncing off the walls all the time and really not necessarily in the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you, need, you need an output that's going to ground you. Um, and through other people in my life, um, some clients of mine in my former job, you know, you'd hear them offhand talking about, like, oh, I'm going to go for a trail run before I do this. Or, you know, and it's like, oh, man. I remember how much fun that was. Like, mm-hmm. why, why aren't I doing that? And um, and then it was actually like meeting that Ragnar captain earlier in the year that brought me into that team. Um, she was injured and was like, I, it, it doesn't matter. I'm running this race. I'm going to smash this. And I was sitting across the table from her kind of like, damn, like here's somebody who wants to run that can't right now, but is going to do whatever it takes to get there. And it was just kind of that that moment where it's like you need to do this for the people that can't if nothing else just for that contrast and nobody nobody needs you to go for a run that can't or doesn't want to but it was like well if I found myself in a position unable to I sure wish I would I, I, I could find myself you know wishing I was and so I was like all right I'm gonna right off the gate you know All right, we're back. We're back. Um, no, those four miles felt good. And since that time and still on, like, every mile still feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, arbitrary numbers, numbers don't matter. But, like, hitting 700 miles a couple weeks ago for this year felt awesome. Wow. It was, like, a point to look back and be like, every step is something I'm, like, thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't have to fight it too hard. You know, a lot of people, the, the biggest struggle for them is to start the run, you know, get out of bed in the morning and, and go do the thing. 
versus the other things. And for me, it is the thing. Um, it, it's, it's centered me. And in my taper, um, in my two-week taper before uh, the ultra last week, I, I ran. I attempted to run the Buffalo Run 100 down on Antelope Island. I was physically going crazy. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I want more of this, and so yeah, that's been kind of the takeover and the best kind of way. I'm just letting it happen. Mm-hmm. So and so you, how have you figured out how have you um, been able to figure out or have you? Like, how are you going to train? Like, like you said, you were training for this, you know, you got this hundred miler and, uh, you know, you don't have a ton of background or experience. Like, well, I'll just take my marathon training or like whatever, and then just kind of, you know, ramp it up a little bit. How did you, how have you navigated that? Do you have a coach or? No, um, I I have a lot of coaches. We'll put it that way. Um, I, I'm a consumer of information and so I'm kind of drawing from, anywhere I can and trying to translate that into a way that does or doesn't work for me. Um, it, it's just been low and slow. That's, that's my method is like taking it easy, running a way that I can still run tomorrow. Um, slow pace is what that usually means. You know, mm-hmm. nine might be fast. If I run with friends or something like that, usually we find ourselves at seven, seven and a half minute miles. And like, that's fine. We can do that. Um, but for me, longevity is more in that like nine to 10 to 11 minute zone. And mm-hmm. I've, I don't really know entirely where it's come from. It's just worked. Um, and I've sort of coined the term um, crock pot method, you know, low and slow. It, mm-hmm. it, it keeps it savory. And um, it's, again, it's like, it's, it's just a displacement of energy um, for mm-hmm. me. It's like, and I, I wake up with songs stuck in my head, ready to go do backflips. And so the run is where I put that. And um, I, I, I'm still seeking that out, the, the why. Um, but there's just joy in every step. And so for me, that's, you know, I, I try to high five every runner that I pass when I run, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and just like I go out of my way to like put my hand up, you know, yards where like, hey, you know, slap it. And, and to see people break out of their training mode and like smile and laugh about it or just ignore me completely, which is also totally fine. And, you know, I kind of laugh about it at first. I was like, you jerk. But it's like, ah, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're on your, you're mm-hmm. on your mm-hmm. rhythm there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, a friend of mine. This last July, we were camping, and um, she's like, "You should, you should go for the Leg Riz 50 mile." And I'm like, "No way! Like, 50 mile disc? Like, I'm not out here trying to prove anything." And um, you know, a couple beers later, I was like, "You know what? Let's do it!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and at that point, um, some friends of mine who have done these distances were like, "The whole, the whole point is just to like." sort of run constantly. You don't need to run 50 miles to run 50 miles Mm -hmm. um, in one sit anyway. You know, like look at it like a week. If you can do it in a week, you can probably do it in a day. And that's kind of how I approach my training is like, all right, well, I want to hit 50 mile weeks and being able to do that and still have gas in the tank led to 75 mile weeks. And there's been a few fun weeks that I've hit 100 mile weeks. And I'm doing those things in such a way and like eating hard and sleeping hard that I, I could still wake up and do it the next day. Um, and injuries coming, you know, that's, that's part of it. But like, I don't ignore that. If something starts to feel funky, I come home and I ice it before it turns into more than funky. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And if, if one day I plan to go run 15 miles, but I'm getting off work and like, I can feel the back of my eyes, it's bedtime. We're mm-hmm. not running today. Mm-hmm. And, um, getting over the ego factor was, was big. It's like, I don't have to do this number I chose. Uh, this race I signed up for wasn't a race before I signed up for it. Like mm-hmm. this stuff only exists <clears throat> because we choose it. And so trying to keep that power over it rather than it taking the power over me and slaving to it is also what keeps it fun. So um, it's a, I think it's mostly about compartmentalizing and being able to adapt to like what that day needs. Um, one of my favorite runners, as many people would probably agree, is Courtney DeWalter. And she's I've very, never heard of her. No, <laughs> that amateur. Who's that? <laughs> uh, but no, she that I, I've taken a lot of pages from her book in that, like she approaches each day, you know, like what what what's today for me? And I, I imagine she's got a little more structure in the back of her mind than she might preach. Um, but even still, like you're only capable of what you can put out um, on any given day. And like every day is different. So, um, I, I, I go for loose goals and, and they work. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I don't know if that like answers it. Yeah. It, speaking just, of, just, so you, you had this really, you had a really good block yeah. and then, uh, and then you <laughs> went over there to go test it out over at, uh, Antelope Island. Uh, well the, it's called the Buffalo run, right? And, uh-huh. uh, the hundred mile. And uh, uh, talk a little bit about how that was. How, it was, what, was that, what was that? What was that experience like? It seemed like pretty adventurous. It was awesome. Um, I highly recommend DNFing to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I looked at Ultra Sign Up, and they gave you credit for the fifty miler. Yeah. So, so they, yeah, they did end up categorizing me into the fifty, which is something they said um, at the beginning. Like, if you finish fifty uh, and want to be done, we'll we'll call it a. You know, if, you, if you're if you not going to go 100, we'll call it a 50. But, but Was this before the weather turned, or was this just, like, in general? It happened before the weather turned. So okay. um, my issue and the lessons, that I, like, the big lesson I learned from this one was, like, in that taper period, I was still eating like I was running 75, 200 miles a week. Mm-hmm. Um, big mistake because part of my, like, you know, the furnace is hot, anything will burn kind of approach it has – always work to eat that whole pizza because mm-hmm. you'll need it tomorrow but eat that whole pizza because you need it in two weeks <laughs> is, is, is different yeah. um you know and and so i, I i'm like 75 percent of the time a really clean eater like i cook really well for myself but i mean if i go out i'll have whatever i want um and i'm not against having the third or fourth or fifth beer either like i, mm-hmm. I think there's a time and a place for everything um but I didn't respect what my body needed. Um, we'll go back to Le Grizz. Like I had a shorter taper period for that run. Um, and I, I did a really good job. Like two days before that race was my big eat day. Um, and I didn't go gnarly, but I, I, it was two days prior, eat, eat, eat. And then the day before I, I didn't quite fast, but it was like smoothie in the morning. A um, lot of tea that day. I had a A and W cheeseburger on the drive up to the race, mm-hmm. um, but like minimal, and so I wasn't quite fasted, but like my body was relaxed as it had time to process everything. And I went into that race clear, clean, and and rocked it. It was like nine and a half hours, and I I 
kind of had a sprint, like not like a hard sprint finish, but like I was able to really pick it up at that last, you know, 30 yards, if you will. And then even still just felt like I, I could walk. I felt great. My buddy that finished it, who's much more experienced than I am, um, he, he commented slash complimented like, man, you, <laughs> you're doing pretty good after this one. And so mm-hmm. I, I kind of took that swagger into this new race, you know, feeling like, oh, you know, we're, we're pushing the challenges here. But um, so it didn't repeat that taper. First of all, I tapered for I, – I think longer than I personally need to. I, I think I would give it a little bit less time. How, I, m- how much time was it? Uh, it was like 11-ish days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really taper either. I went from super high mileage to like 35-mile week. Like mm. I just sort of blocked it off. And, and I think that was a mistake. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't ease out of it. I just slowed down. So I think that left – my body just being like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And I just pounded on the food being like, that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're getting fat these two weeks because we're mm-hmm. going to need that. And then we're going to go hammer it off in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I woke up and I mean like we were, we were eating till we went to bed the night before, um, myself, my pacer, um, and, and the other runner that was, um, involved, uh, Natalie bond was my pacer. And then my buddy, Nate Atwood, um, he was, he lives down in Utah and he was, uh, he was running it with me, but, um, yeah, just like eating right up to the, to the end of it. And they were all on different, you know, tapers and paths and weren't doing what I was doing. But, um, that morning, the morning of the race, I woke up like bloated and I was like, well, that's weird being usually super regular and like a diesel level coffee didn't do a thing to it. And I was like, well, that's weird too. And, um, I just figured we'll get going and the system's going to start working and we'll be fine. And it, it just didn't. Um, I fueled like I knew I needed to during the race. Um, and the spirits were high. Like my, my stomach was feeling super full. Um, even on the way to the race, Natalie's like, Hey, what, what'd you eat for breakfast today? You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, nothing. <laughs> She's like, uh, that's weird. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're about to go smash a hundred and, you should probably eat something. I was like, yeah, well, we'll get there when we get there. Um, and we didn't get there. Um, I, you know, once the race started, it was like, okay. Uh, I, I, I stashed some McDonald's cheeseburgers in my drop bags. Um, they've actually like worked for me in my training, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that's, that's something that I'd heard from, I, I wish I could recall the name, but it was on like the the Trailrunner podcast, they had a guy who's like, I feel with cheeseburgers. You get your proteins, you get your carbs, and you mm-hmm. get extra pickles, so you get some salts. And I was like, I love cheeseburgers. That's going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so being bloated and loaded and unable to do anything with it, I was still adding, you know, a cheeseburger or two every five to ten miles and a couple of gels, hydrating, you know, the electrolytes, all that kind of stuff. But uh, it wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't able to digest anywhere. And I just kept like trying to meditate my gut into like, okay, like get on board with the rest of us here because <laughs> we're having a great time. We're feeling good. And <clears throat> it just wasn't, it wasn't translating. It wasn't catching up. And then, um, mile 50, all hell broke loose and it, it, and it was pretty cold and no, no, it wasn't so cold. It was supposed to be, so okay. it was supposed to be like wet and kind of a, less than perfect conditions for a long haul. But 
that first Thursday was T-shirt. I got a sunburn. Oh, okay. I mean, it was awesome. We are mm-hmm. like, everybody was just looking at the sky, like, you know, super thankful for what we were given. And um, and then it, it, like, the weather that we had been expecting started rolling in. There, in the afternoon, there was a hailstorm. Mm-hmm. And it, like, you saw it coming over from the other side of the Salt Lake. The wind was blowing at your face. You're like, all right, well, a wall's on its way. And, like, it hit, and it hit hard. But it left as fast as it came, and then it was, like, blue skies again. You're like, oh, okay, well, sweet. Um, but, yeah, like, mile 50, um, I think I got there at, like, 10 and a half hours, which was significantly slower by an hour than, like, the Le Grizz race. And I was like, well, okay, that's an indicator of how things are going. You know, oh, well, whatever. I did have time goals. I was like, I'm going to get this race in 19 hours and mm-hmm. just going to smash, you know, and that figure was more based on my training feeling really good at like 11 minute 40 second miles i was like that's a slow one even by my standards the slower end of my standards like i can hang that for sure um and yeah like getting into mile 50 i was was not feeling as awesome as i was at mile one um and i get to the aid station and i had some coffee and i had a little bit of top ramen which i thought was supposed to be broth which those are not the same thing Mm. And uh, my stomach just flipped upside down. Like, mm. like the cup went from full to poured over. And, like, I had to, like, I walked out to the, you know, the porta potties walked out. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I walked right back into it. And that happened, like, twice. Um, and so at that point, I was like, okay, we have completely flipped the switch. And now we're in, we're in sort of a different emergency mode here uh, so wait, you were having having a seat in there or you were uh, barfing or? oh having a seat yeah, yeah, no, yeah. i wish i was barfing yeah. that would have been great it would have been fast and quick and way mm-hmm. less messy mm-hmm. um but no it, it it just basically i couldn't keep anything in mm. every step was like a uh-oh like, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've ever that that old show robin big uh, there's this one episode where big he's like he rolls over on the couch and Rob sees this wad of toilet paper shoved up his butt crack, and he's like, "What's that?" About? He's like, "It's a man pawn, man. Like just <laughs> just in case, you know." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh no, I'm I, I was man pawning for like the whole rest of the race because mm. it was like, I I didn't have control at that point, and like every step was like, oh no. And so wow. I wasn't in that zone where I should have needed to be like walking and then running and walking and running, but like I started doing some walking because it, there there weren't enough bathrooms on the course, and like I had already gone into the sage three times by mile 60 so it's like an out and back and then there's like three other weeks yeah there's and there's it's just clear views right it's all (laughs) yeah yeah hey friends um but no it was dark at that point too okay Um, so uh had a little bit of privacy a little bit yeah and and some very very understanding friends you know natalie gets it nate gets it um but at this point nate was kind of like all right dude i need to get out of here like Mm -hmm. this whole walking and running thing like i'm so he was running his ra- he was running a race too, and he was but he was hanging with you. Yeah, we kind of kept back, you know, like weaving back in. Like we weren't trying. The, the goal was not to stay together, but it it wound up being that way. Like we got to fifty before he did, but he caught up real fast. Like mm-hmm. we we closed that gap, and and then he hung for a while, and then he was like, I I gotta go, and it's like, yeah, you do. Um, but at mile sixty, I sat down. I was starting to get cold. Um, and I stay pretty warm, um, but I had Gore-Tex with me and, like, some extra layers. And I put those on in that run-walk method there and started getting real cold. And oh. that was when the weather started coming in. But, like, I'm sitting at mile 68 station 
shivering, knowing that this is bad. Like, shivering's bad. And the other runners are coming in and, like, feeling good and, like, going out. I was like, I, I'm supposed to feel like that right now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's somebody who's going to finish 100 miles today. This is not a feeling of somebody who's got another 40 left. Um, but I, without having thrown it out yet, I'm just like, all right, like th- at this point, we're, you know, we're crawling, but let's, let's crawl. Um, and so spent a little longer at that aid station than I wanted to. And then it, it just like really started falling apart from 60 uh, on our way back. Um, you got to push through that, like that sleep membrane, you know, you got to get over that hump and then it gets weird and, and kooky and fun. But like, I was unable to, my body was completely shutting down. Like Mm. it it wasn't this, like there, there was no choice. I didn't have an option. Um, Natalie was like, you're swerving. Like you're like falling left over and right. And I'm like, I know, like, (laughs) uh, you know, I, I I could feel this. Like I'm, I'm staggering. Like I, this isn't good. Like I feel, I feel drunk almost, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, with, without any of that fun. Without any of the good parts. Yeah. None (laughs) of the good parts. Um, and, and I just, and, and I, this was before Nate had taken off, but I was like, hey, so when you push through that membrane, are you actually overcoming like a full systematic failure? Or is this just like you just keep going because you trust this process? He's like, yeah, you just keep going. But like it's usually not a full body fight. And that what well, that was the other. It's like, OK, this we, we got a problem here. And I and, and at that point from 50 to 60 and change like I hadn't been able to take electrolytes I hadn't been able to eat anything Mm -hmm. and I had zero motivation to right yeah you don't want to take electrolytes when you're already having so many let alone stops or or anything it's like okay so and then that was I think what really tapered it out real fast as far as like my ability to keep moving um and this this guy that came through at mile 60 uh, at the mile 68 station, he, in brief conversation, mentioned to us that he had taken like a 20 minute nap at mile 50. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's okay. All right. So, and some of the aid stations had like a little tent, and I'd like, well, maybe if, maybe if the lower ferry one has a, a tent, I'll go, I'll go take 20 minutes, and like maybe that'll reset it. Um, and getting there was like hell. Um, and the, the lady in the aid station, um, she and I started talking. Um, and then, like, the plan was for Natalie and I to split up. She was going to, like, split off, go head off Nate and get him some supplies and stuff. Like, just sort of assist us both. And I was going to get myself from point sixty to, you know, mile 70 and pick her back up for a little while. And just, you know, just sort of some trade in, trade out. Um, at that point, I knew I was in, like, super red zone and things were not going my way that day. Um, and so she, she left, uh, she got a ride with somebody. And at that point, I'm just talking back and forth to what I thought was an aid station volunteer who was, um, but she goes like, look, man, like I've been a nurse for 32 years and like, I don't have jurisdiction to pull you, but if I did, I would like you, you are not looking good. Um, and I'm, and I, I, like I take other people's guidance pretty seriously like Mm -hmm. i'm not and that was one of the things i said to her pretty i was like well i'm not here to like i don't have anything to prove you know Mm -hmm. like i've already gone 60 
I think it was like 67.45 or 68.45, like something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Nat- Natalie was like super supportive at mile 62. She's like, well, you've officially gone farther than I ever have. And I was like, yeah. well, that's not what I'm here for, but sweet, you know, like, and that was a staple of like, well, 100K, you, baby. You, you did 100K today. Like, yeah. that's, that's not nothing. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I, I listened to that nurse and I also myself, like at that point I was like completely shivering and like keeled over this tiny little propane fire they had, like trying to get any heat, just been like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just said, okay, like, all right, today's not the day. Like, well, let me ask you this. So yeah, you, so you, you walked with, along with this, uh, issue, for quite some time, did you uh, did you learn any kind of new tricks or any you know anything while doing all of this? Uh, surely, because I'm sure you're not the only person who's going to run into this. You know, people take too many electrolytes, and then all of a sudden they got emergency bush runs, or mm-hmm. they get something that doesn't work for them for whatever reason. They end up bar fest or poop fest or whatever. Uh, did you learn any tricks or s- stuff? You know that. Well, um. I have a lot of experience in the woods in long stints, like through archery hunting and that kind of stuff prior to going full bore with this. So um, methodology is not a stranger to me. Like I actually think that the human does a better job squatting than we do on toilets. And it just, it it makes things move, but really the (laughs) gold bond, (laughs) okay, gold bond powder. Like I, it, it just, it saved me. Like it's not so much about that moment. It's just like, really make sure you're not setting yourself up for chafing because like it's chafing would have just made it a thousand times worse so i carry i always carry several doses of toilet paper in my running pack like wrap around my hand a bunch of times rip it do it again rip it do it again rip it so like never ran out of the necessities in terms of that didn't have to sacrifice a sock or anything good god no (laughs) no and i i would have probably cut sleeves off before i started going to socks but um, yeah, I mean, my, my advice to anyone would be like, bring more toilet paper than you think you need because mm-hmm. you probably won't need it. But when you do, right. you'll be real glad you have it. And yeah. gold bond, like I, I don't carry the bottle. I just pour it in a big Ziploc. I have, mm. you know, doses of that. And so I was just regularly like boofing myself <laughs> with, <laughs> with gold bond and then you're like, oh, well, there's some relief in all this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ting- the little fresh tingling <laughs> sensation. Oh man, blessing our lucky stars for menthol. Yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah not fun. It, it's really not fun stuff. But I've had s- basically entirely good experiences running. Always, um, my races, even when the weather could be terrible, seem to open up and be like just opportunistic. It always goes well, and like I knew, I, I was knew i didn't know but going into this one a couple weeks earlier i was like all right well something's gonna go wrong sometime i wonder what it's gonna be when it does mm-hmm. um and so i was like mentally prepared for it. i didn't have like i wasn't sad about it i never once like went to the like pity like in the entire section of it never had self-pity you know like oh poor me it's like this just sucks like, <laughs> it, 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 it just sucked and i i think that would be more advice I had for somebody going out is like, don't let anything let you feel sorry for yourself. We mm-hmm. did choose this. And like, this is gnarly, no matter how well or not well you do at this, like, and trust this process. Like 
you know, today is today and like this is the hundred miler or whatever race you're doing today. But like I, I have a calendar. Like I have, I have a whole plan this year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, this this didn't go the way you want to, but like gonna apply these notes to the next one. Yeah, and speaking of, so I the the only one that I'm aware of that you have the biggest one that I'm aware of is the crazy crazy mountains. Is it called the crazy mountains 100 or just crazy 100? I think it's the crazy mountain 100. Yeah, and I think last year maybe was the first year. Is that right? If it's not. Last year it would be the year before. It's a yeah. it's a brand new race. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, it's Montana's only 100. Um, mm. You'd think there'd be more going on in this gnarly, rugged country, but no, it's mm-hmm. the only one. So um, they just released footage, pictures of the two-time finisher belt buckles, which are I mean they're just stellar. Like the amount of detail and like they're they're rodeo buckles. They're freaking mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might actually be its second year. Um, yeah. I didn't fully yeah. research that, but. Yeah, I, I um, naively had a lot of confidence. I'm totally gonna finish the you know that antelope race. It's not very, there's not a lot of elevation. Right. Um, less than ten thousand feet spread way over and like. And it's kind of hilly too, right? It's not like it's not huge climbs, or is there's it? There's there's two two good climbs on each fifty mile loop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, if you're if you're running around here in Missoula, you're you're set up for it. Like, mm-hmm. get used to Sentinel, get used to University, and mm. you're set up for it. I had confidence going into this, and as it turns out, is is like it took about three days for my body to be ready to run again. It took about five days for my gut to catch up. Um, but I I was physically ready for it, um, and and that's not a statement of boldness. But the whole point was like crazy being at 20,000 23,000 feet of vertical that one still to this day is like oh that's and that's why i signed up for it I yeah i mean it's something gnarly you've done you did the uh did you do the 12 hour running up for air here mm-hmm. and uh how many how many did you get in i got nine laps which was 38 and a half miles and seventeen thousand feet yeah. in 11 hours and 15 minutes on micro spikes or whatever yeah yeah. On spikes, man. I, man, I'm really crazy. About those. I, I love those things. Yeah, yeah. That was a fun little thing. But, man, I, I mean, yeah, I just did six and I was like, looking at the mileage, I was like, God, that's a lot, you know? Like, uh, and so seeing you and then Christina doing 10 of them, I'm like, oh, man, like maybe one day. But uh, so after coming off something like that, yeah, I mean, it's like, that really shores you up against, like, if something's got some climbs in it. Yeah. But I, but I gotta say, you know, you drive past the crazy mountains, you're like, whoa, look at that, man, that's crazy. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, it's like named, yeah. they look like really tall isosceles triangles, you know. Yeah. It's where the natives used to, and I think maybe even still do. Would like a lot of their spirit quests were up in the crazies, mm-hmm. um, and I, that's kind of what. That's one of my excitements about that is like it, it is a place that's supposed to do things to you. Um, and, uh, guy I work with Eric Keenly, he just did the Georgia death race. Um, and that was his third go at that one, 74 miles, pretty rugged. I don't really know the climb. It's a lot of climbing. Yeah. Um, but he, his, his whole thing this time was like, barely check the watch, just be here, be present, enjoy Mm -hmm. this. Um, his, his, his primary like goal was like spend as little time at zero miles per hour as possible. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, just do the walking when it's time to walk, do the running when it's time to run, but enjoy the whole damn thing. And so he's also running crazy. We're going to do a lot oh, cool. of, um, we're going to train together for that. 
Um, but I, I think that's why I got into this in the first place was enjoying this, like a, having the energy to do it and being thankful for that. Um, but like putting it out in the right way. Um, I, you know, tremendously inspired by some of our local athletes that, you know, of course, Adam Peterman is like the current goat, if you will. Um, and realizing that that is not anywhere near my wheelhouse of like, cause even coming into this race, I was like, ah, oh, well, I mean, who knows, you know, I've never really thrown down and having finished that last race with, with gas in the tank, let's, let's try to, let's try to redline the end of this one and, and see what we don't do with it. Um, and I've completely kiboshed that whole approach, like not even thinking like the, the numbers don't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, and I'm thankful for that reset because it also, I, I had this pretty sweet little data sheet my girlfriend and I dialed in um, mm-hmm. before, you know, we, we wrote out all the aid stations, what time I should be getting to them, how far in between each one. Like, and I, I referenced it way too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't probably ever do that again. Um, just, just be there. Like you, you're not done. So keep moving, um, <laughs> eating, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll of course like monitor certain aspects just to make sure I'm fueling appropriately. But other than that, like only for that reason and like just being present, you know, most people will never come even close to this. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you, you know, this, you, you tell somebody what you're training for, what you're doing. They're like, Oh man, I don't even drive yeah. a mile. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, uh, I've heard that before. <laughs> and it's like, but at the same time, like that's, most people will never even come close. Yeah, they won't even run a half marathon or whatever, or 5K. Yeah, and so it's easy for us to forget that and get into this, like, well, all my other friends are, you know, smashing their 100-milers, so, like, I need to. It's like, well, perspective's everything. Yeah, yeah, We you get on Strava, and it's like, yeah, and living in this town, shoot, you know what I mean? You're like, whatever. I can't even look at that stuff. It'll mess with you if you yeah. let But, yeah, no, and I, I've... I've I've had to reset even that being like, no, this is, this is for joy. Like Strava's for joy. That's mm-hmm. for, it's for kudo and your friends. I mean, like, hell yeah, you crushed that today, yeah. you know, but rather, and, and like not thinking like, well, uh, you know, I don't want my route to show that part. Cause like, we all know that's an easy section or like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, loop around this section because I want to get those extra miles. Like I, I will push my workout the extra quarter mile to round it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that's for you, numbers. right? Yeah, I just I like yeah. even numbers. It's yeah. easier to add it up, but like it is easy to get wrapped up in that like the comparison thinking. game yeah. and all that. Yeah, it's, or like it's a mess. Or like, gosh, man, I, I'm going 11 minutes right here. Mm-hmm. I bet I could do 10 just for the. Oh no, I, for the boys. Hope Adam Peterman doesn't see that. <laughs> like, yeah, but again, he also wouldn't care. Like, but well, the thing is, like when you see the completed activities if i see jeff mogavero or whoever i don't look you know i see the the route they did i'm like you know oh that looks cool maybe i'll try that but i don't you know i don't go okay two and a half hours and then this much time what's that per mile like i don't look at their splits i'm just like I don't need to know that stuff because I know that <laughs> if I were to run against those guys, they'd be my, they would beat me no matter what. Like Absolutely. whatever yeah. their split is today, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, so I then I give myself that same grace. Like nobody cares what nobody this cares. mile. Nobody yeah. cares. I'm not the biggest fan of. Uh, I'm not even gonna say his name. It doesn't matter. He's just another big personality that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things he does say that I think is awesome is like nobody cares, so work harder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something I think is just really cool Mm because, like, first and foremost, 
nobody cares. Yeah. And like, and those that do care more likely than not care in a way of support. Like they care and they are supporting and like, this is Mm -hmm. awesome. Keep it up, go do it. But like the people that are getting paid to do this, don't care about what other people are doing that aren't getting paid to do this. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're looking at their competitors or maybe even not. Maybe that's this other like thing they figured out. It was like, no, like I'm out here to like give it all my heart's got to give. And, and again, like even at this point, way in depth of overthinking the process. And it's like, it's mm-hmm. just, go mm-hmm. run, go run. And I'm that's glad. That's something you said too, is that like you, you were saying you don't want to like mess up your tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with training, right? Like I, we were talking before this and I was, oh uh, yeah, you know, made a training mistake and did too, many, too much volume. And so then that messed up my whole week. And I'm like, oh, every day I wake up tired and I'm like, oh, still like, I just want to go <laughs> run. I, I'd look out my window and I could see waterworks from my house and yeah. like, oh man. Just yeah. want to go. But I, I also think that that, like that inner fire is such a gift. Like mm-hmm. in, in, when we get injured, and we're mm-hmm. forced out for a while to really want to go is awesome. You mm-hmm. know, I work at the running shop um, and when like at runner's edge, when people walk out of that store being like, I just can't wait to go run. I'm like, that's where it's at mm-hmm. right there. Like just mm-hmm. being stoked to run and whether it's because like you got new shoes or because you didn't get to do it yesterday. Like mm-hmm. it's a really cool thing to want to go and run. It's like, it's like being a five-year-old again, like recess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Blast out of that door, run to the far other side. Cause the coolest thing to do is on the other side of the playground, but like running there mm-hmm. is super fun. And so like trying to just never forget why running is fun and like, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's a gift that we runners understand mm-hmm. that other people are like, oh, that sucks. And I was like, well, first of all, your form's probably wrong, which is why you're injuring yourself. And you're probably, you know, you're probably out there running as hard as you can, mm-hmm. which is also not the best idea to do all the time. But like if you could just whew, cruise back. Yeah, it's tough. I, I heard this people talking about this, com- having this sort of conversation and we're like, well, the thing about running is it's like it's it takes a few it like takes like three weeks before you're like oh, this doesn't suck you know what i mean because like when you're first starting it's tough you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that that first block and then the first four blocks and then mm-hmm. the first mile and uh so i and i think some people they, they just will never enjoy it and that's fine because like there's plenty of other things they can find like riding bicycles yeah. or golf pickleball whatever or like playing video games or something that isn't easy. yeah like what, but like but people talk, it came up, the conversation was about, I think, around uh, motivation. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if you can, that's not something you just like watch a video and then you're motivated. Like, I think you really have to love the thing you're doing. Like, like what we're talking about, you wake, I'm the same way. I wake up in the morning, I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, I'm ready. You know, like there's no, nobody has to talk me into it. I don't have to read some, you know, devotion or watch mm-hmm. Watch some ex-marine yell at me or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, yeah, and, like, like it's – I have given up on trying to explain running to non-runners um, because I'm not here trying to convince somebody that this is awesome. Somebody says – if somebody says running sucks, like, yeah, no. I it, Yeah, cool. It Sure. Mm-hmm. Let, okay, so let's just talk about something else then, mm-hmm. like, you know. What kind of beer do you like to drink then? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about something that doesn't mutually suck. But for me, it it just never really sucks. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I think that's always a choice. Like how we feel and how we react to everything in life is a choice. And if 
If you decide that this feeling of discomfort sucks, well, we approach life differently, my friend. You know, I, I think that, like, I, I, I'm big into discomfort. I think that it's, it's good for us, you know, and ancestrally speaking, it's heck of a lot more normal than, you know, the world we live in today mm-hmm. um, in which we're, we're constantly seeking, you know, the perfect room temperature and all, all this different, you know, it's like one thing, you know, somebody cuts you off and you're like, it's like, is it really that terrible of a thing that you had to like step on your brakes and maybe take 30 more seconds to get something done or they're, we're, we're way too streamlined to the easy um, and, you know, having our feet being rubbed by every single little thing in life where it's like, that's why I don't think this sucks. And like, if I have to explain any of that, then everything I just said isn't going to make any sense to you either. And you're going to be like, oh, you're just one of those people. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I am one of those. Yeah. And yeah. It is, you know, it is, it does have the positive aspects, I feel like, of a, of a cult, like, uh, the fact that it brings together all these people that are from disparate backgrounds, like you got the most conservative religious person and then this ex-punk rocker, you know, who's trying to get over their addictions or whatever. And all these people and they're like, you know, you get them together on a run. They're like taking selfies with each other. Whereas if you put them on, if you were, if those people only knew each other from say a social media platform, they'd just be fighting each other. Mm-hmm. But out there on the trails, it's just like immediately kinship, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, you tell them that story that you, your experience at Antelope Island and they're like, oh yeah, let me tell you about the time I had to, yeah. you know, whatever, donate some shirt sleeves to myself or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I've thought that's pretty cool. Something I was uh, meditating on the other day on a run is that like runners are all the same. Mm-hmm. And and of course there's there's so much diversity, but like at the at the core of it, like the one thing that we all have in common is that we run, and and there are you know there's a lot of comparison, there's a lot of room for all that kind of stuff, but at the end of the day, every runner runs, and so in that aspect we are all the same, and you don't you know it doesn't matter if you're coming from like a D one background or you know started relatively recently like taking it super seriously like myself and. Having let it, you know, I've, I've gone all in in the last couple of months, quit my job to get into the running industry, success, uh, filling my calendar up with, with runs and like centering my life around races, success, like all this kind of stuff, going all in. But uh, I'm starting to really see that like even, even from every different, every different angle and approach, all runners run. And so in that unifying aspect, it is, it is A, one of the simplest things that the human has and always has. I think that's one of the reasons it's one of the few three letter words, you know, like it just, it's, it's one of the most basics. Um, and we all do that together and it like some will be exclusive and that's too bad for them because they're missing out on all the joy. Um, but like it, it translates. It's like, we all have this in common. Like you can high five every single runner because you, you, you know what you're doing together. I keep a cowbell in my truck. Um, and like when I, like I, just yesterday I got stopped by the, the local marathon training group, you know, one runner crosses the road, and the next thing you know, there's like 30 runners stopping traffic because they're all mobbing. I pull my cowbell out, and I start winging it, nice. winging it at people, and like nice. everybody starts laughing and waving back. And it's like, yeah, no, and this is what we all have in common. Like, we know this struggle. We know this fight. We know this love. We know this joy, and like it's all encompassed, and like it's just, I don't know, it's, it's an amazing experience, and like I, I'm leading a trail class with Natalie um, that starts next week through Run Wild, and 
one of my initial messages that I sent out to the group, it's like they're, they're not new runners, but they're new to trail runners. It's the 101 level class. And I said, if you let it, this will change your life. Um, and it's not to be this big, like Tony Robbins, bold statement, but like you'll sleep better. Your nutrition gets better. Your mood improves. Like the way you treat people will improve. The way people treat you will probably improve. But like you'll also, if you, you know, the more you get into it, the more it will affect you. But like in, in my own life, it's, it's helped me weed out unhealthy relationships, both like platonically and, you know, prior to um, my current, like my girlfriend and I are, are super strong. She's not even a runner. Um, but she, she sees the value in this and like, sometimes things can get funky and weird. She's like, you should probably go for a run. Um, and not like, you know, pointing the finger away, but like, I, you, you are your better self when mm-hmm. you, when you do this and when you're doing this and when you've done this. Um, and I do, I, I, I feel that way. I think that all runners have that in common. Um, and it's, it's, it's really fun when you like find out somebody is running, you're like, oh, all right, like new stranger. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, can't wait to uh, chat this one out with you, you know. Yeah, like, you'll yeah. find the two of them huddled off in the corner, like, giggling because of, mm-hmm. like, how rad this stuff is. And just like you said, you know, you kibosh a run because your gut's disagreeing with you. I got I got a bunch of wonderful, like, feedback from my experience. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, nope, been there, done that. Like, that sucks. Like, bummer you didn't get that hundred mile belt buckle like, <laughs> you know but also like not a bummer because it's going to make it that much more savory when and like it's not about today it's about the whole process and like it's just i don't know it's really good stuff yeah it's real good well, stuff well that's our time here thanks for chatting with me thanks for having me i hate that i cut it short uh we'll have to do it again sometime which, uh, well, before we, which, what race did you say you're training for? Didn't you have a 200 coming up? Yeah, the Tahoe 200 in June. Jeez. Yeah. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to. 200 is just, I, I'm like, wow, that's next level. Stuff. Yeah, that's next level crazy. We'll see. Well, it'll be a, it'll be a whole thing for cool. sure. Well, maybe we can, uh, maybe we'll chat up after that one. Yeah. See, see how that went. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. All right. Thanks. Well, that's a wrap, folks. Thanks, Grant, for coming on and speaking with me. Y'all can follow him over there on on the Instagram at Grunningham is his tag. So G Runningham, just like it sounds. Also, I'll put that in the notes. And he also is doing marketing over at Runner's Edge. And their Instagram is Runner's Edge MT. Runner's Edge MT. All right, y'all. Talk to you tomorrow.